Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, successes? Listen to Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 135. I know that you've been kind of wondering or curious, like, where's Tyler at? Well, it took a little, a little hiatus, a little break uh, from recording. And I decided to come back, obviously, because I just had some things I wanted to share and some things that were in my heart. And I believe that you're going to, uh, at least my belief is that uh, what you hear me share is going to help you out because I feel like that is spirit led and you know it's anointed because God inspired how about that <laughs> so success as a community I am on my way it's about 9 30 right now I've got to make this fast and quick uh, because I have an appointment uh, with the school district actually at 10 o'clock uh, today and Yes, I have actually, just so you guys know, I have changed jobs. I'm actually no longer employed by the um, former employer that I had for 11 years, which they were a blessing to me, and I'm so thankful for them. But I had an opportunity come up, and you know, God did some revealing to me on things, and I don't have time to go into that story right there, but uh, maybe maybe in the future podcast, I'll actually you know tell about that story so you can hear about it. But I decided <clears throat> through the leading of the Holy Spirit that the, the brook was drying up <clears throat> and I needed to uh, look elsewhere and I did so and God, <clears throat> God led me to where I'm at today and I'm extremely thankful for the leading of the Holy Spirit and just very thankful for that. But anyway, um, what did I want to talk to you guys about today? Just a revelation that I've had that happened back in late December, early January. You know, how about that? There was really about 10 years in the making. <laughs> 10 years in the making. <clears throat> it's funny how the Lord has to has to, to, to do this. But <clears throat> the success principle or the thing that I want to talk to you about is, about is this right here. The most unlikely success principle. Yep. The most unlikely success principle. Guys, you're, I promise you this, you will never, ever, ever, what I'm getting ready to share with you, you are never, ever, ever going to hear in a secular success book. Okay? If there's ever a speaker up on stage, all right, and he's basically, he or she is a, you know, uh, speaking to a, you know, secular audience. Uh, he or she is never going to ever talk about this. So what you're getting ready to hear is some good stuff. (laughs) And what is that good stuff? Here it is. Here it is. You have got to be okay with the waiting. Yep. There you go. You have got to be okay with the waiting. So, boys and girls, let's strap in, let's, you know, we're going to talk about this, we're going to unpack this, I think that 
it's going to be some good insight, good revelation, you know, for us right here. So let's flash back. It's 2008, Mr. McCart, and we're sitting in a small apartment uh, that Amy and I were renting out. At this time, we had no kids, and Tyler and Amy had just had a huge accomplishment, a huge breakthrough uh, with our marketing business that literally propelled us to new heights that we had never expected and never had dreamed about, but God had done an amazing and awesome thing, okay? So we are coming off that mountaintop experience. We actually, that month of January of 2008, went on to speak in front of, I think, you know, uh, four or 5,000 people about our success and about our accomplishment, and it was awesome. We had about a, you know, what I don't know if it was like a 20-minute 20, 20 uh slot of time that we got to share about things, but we were jacked, okay? But during that time, guess what the Lord's doing? (laughs) The Lord, the Lord is telling Tyler, yeah, that's me, telling Tyler, hey, you need to take a rest. You need to come away with me. (laughs) You need to take a Sabbath day rest. Take one 24-hour period of time where I want you and you alone. I don't want you going on appointments. I don't want you doing anything for your marketing business. I want you alone. So I did that. So one day a week, I didn't book any appointments. I might have answered some emails or phone calls, but I didn't do anything proactively you know, for you know, my job or for my business at that time which was a big deal. I don't have time to go into that. I know I've talked about that in other podcast uh, formats, but anyway, it was a big, big deal. So here I was, Tyler, you know, going through this process in early uh, December, early uh, 2008. And as I was going through that process, <clears throat> um, lo and behold, how to say it, the Holy Spirit had begun instructing me and leading me to say, "Mm, you know what, you need to take your foot off the gas with your marketing business. I need you to slow down with it. And so I began to slow down what I was doing. Um, I still was, you know, working my job. I was still attending everything that I knew need to do. But as far as growing, you know, my business, I literally slowed down. Yeah. I mean, literally slowed down. And as I slowed down, everything was fine. But my business was starting to go backwards at that time. And quite honestly, I was, I was a little confused. I didn't know what God was doing. Uh, but I trusted him and I had faith in things. But things were going backwards. So not, not to try to get into all the details of that, but now let's flash forward to 2000, you know, let's say 16. All right. 2016, very interesting year. Um, because, uh, I, I had decided to focus on this, these three words, rest, receive, follow. Okay. And I meditated on those words pretty heavily for 2016 and it really started giving me this insight about rest and being okay 
and just being actually resting in the finished works of Jesus. That's, 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 yeah, that's so good to be able to say that resting in the finished works of Jesus. And what are the finished works of Jesus? Well, any dream goal or desire that I had, you know, I could already know that it's already done and accomplished and I can just rest and know that it's already done and accomplished and that God was the one that's going to bring it to pass. And I could have peace. I could have peace with my heavenly father regarding that. Okay. I didn't have to toil or sweat. Uh, that God was going to do it through me and with me and he was going to do the work. Okay. And I just had to be the conduit for that. And I don't have time to get into that, but that's just a whole another subject matter, you know, with me, um, on that topic. And I'm parking right now. Um, so here I am, uh, 2016, I go through that the next year I feel led, uh, to, you know, focus on the word rest. Um, and I get a revelation that rest is the highest form of faith when you rest in the Lord. Uh, you know, it also says in, uh, I think it's Hebrews four, it says, therefore let us enter or labor to enter in to the rest. Um, so I, I mean, all this stuff is going on inside of me and I'm starting to have this peace. I'm starting to have this being okay with where I'm at. All right. Being okay with the waiting that I was experiencing at that time. And I remember that the Lord said, Hey, you know, your season's getting ready to change. I remember saying this in two, late two, or kind of somewhere in 2017, I had to go back to my journal entries, but things were going to start changing for me in 2000, you know, for, you know, my, you know, for a lot of things in my life, not just, you know, my business or, or Amy and I's business, but just a lot of things. And I didn't realize I was going to be a new job. Well, needless to say, when he started telling me that he also said, but I don't want you doing anything because I don't want it to be you doing it. I want it to be you and Amy doing it. So therefore, I want you to wait on Amy. Okay. And I, I kind of made that, you know, I, I was good with that. Well, during that time of me waiting and being okay with the waiting. And granted, guys, I'd been waiting for 10 years on, you know, re-engaging in my marketing business, also seeing some changes just, you know, financially, just a whole bunch of things. Because all of those things I was learning in my experience, you know, when God told me to take the foot off the gas. And I felt led that I needed to do some homework or get a better understanding of Paul the Apostle's life in the beginning of his ministry. And the reason for that is because, you know, if you look at like Joseph, Joseph, there was a period of time that we can kind of calculate out that when he, you know, got his revelation or his dream that was given to him and that he was sent to, uh, sent to actually, you know, Egypt and, you know, the dream that he had actually became manifested. It was 20 years. Yeah. Most people don't really realize that right there, that it was kind of a 20 year time period. Most people think that Joseph got, you know, his revelation or his dream when he was like 17 ish. 
Um, and you know, it wasn't until he was maybe 37, 38 that he actually, you know, boom, got this revelation. Anyway, I don't have time for that. So I knew that and I knew obviously Moses, you know, Moses, you know, ran off into the desert after he killed the Egyptian, uh, and hid, you know, for 40 years. So there's a period of waiting right there. And so I just said, you know, there must be something else in the New Testament about Paul. So as I dug into just some books and some research that I did about Paul's life, I found out some awesome things. And that awesome things was this right here. Paul, check this out, guys. Paul, after the Damascus experience with him, went to Ananias, got the scales lifted off his eyes, and he didn't confer with flesh and blood regarding this. He actually went out into the desert, okay, into the um, Arabian desert for three years. And that's where most people believe that he got his revelation of grace, the message of grace that Paul preached to so many different people. But let me get a quick sort of um, my, what, pink grapefruit excess? It's delicious. Great breakfast drink. Um, excuse me. So Paul gets his revelation. He comes back to Damascus. He starts preaching. People come to flock to him. The uh, Jewish leaders want to kill him. The people and uh, the bre- the Christians there say, hey, let's get Paul out of here. They lower him down in a basket. Say, hey, go back to Jerusalem. He goes back to Jerusalem. The brethren, the, apostles, the disciples there don't believe that Paul's really, you know, all on board. They kind of are keeping arm's length from him. Barnabas speaks up for Paul. Boom. They introduce uh, Paul gets introduced to Peter, James, John, Luke, all of you know, the disciples. It's a big happy family now. Paul begins to start preaching this message of grace. And people start flocking to, to him and listening to what he's saying and just getting this huge revelation of, you know, what is, you know, this gospel of grace that Paul's preaching. Well, isn't it interesting that the Jewish people or the Jewish leaders don't like what they're hearing and guess what? They want to kill Paul. So <laughs> lo and behold, Paul, as they're, they're telling him they want to kill him, Paul winds up being told by the brethren, okay, the, you know, the, the disciples, the leaders say, Hey Paul, they want to kill you. This is all found in Luke. I mean, not Luke, but Acts chapter uh, five. Hey Paul, go back to Tarsus and chill out. So Paul in obedience goes to Tarsus where he grew up, his hometown. And the next verse after, if you read that somewhere, said, I think it's uh, Acts 5, 24, somewhere in there. Literally, they tell him to do that. And the next verse, literally the next verse, it says the church flourished. The church continued to grow and expand. And all these things are happening without Paul. I mean, can you imagine this? The guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament isn't on the ground floor of everything taking place that is happening in the church. I mean, oh my goodness, we never thought about that. Or at least I never thought about it that way. I mean, huge events happen. You know, that's where Peter got his uh, vision about, uh, you know, and went to Cornelius' house. That's when Peter also got um, in jail, put in jail, and he got kicked in the side by an angel and so forth. He got released by those angel, by that angel. 
Um, you know, James gets murdered. Uh, just all these things happen. You know, a huge revival breaks out in Antioch, uh, where that Barnabas has to go out there. And that's where, when Barnabas goes out there and sees what's happening in Antioch, and he's a little overwhelmed, and he says, hey, let me go and find Paul and get him to help me. So Barnabas goes from Antioch, travels to Tarsus to find Paul. He finds Paul, tells Paul to come and help him. He goes back to Antioch with Paul, and that's where Paul starts making headway and really where things really start taking off for Paul. So what was that? So literally, let's go back and think about this. Three years in the desert, but what was the time frame for Paul whenever he left Jerusalem to when he was in Tarsus when Barnabas found him? Some Most of the Bible historians say that was a five to six year process or time period. Yeah. It wasn't overnight. Sometimes you're going to go be put in obscurity so that, you know, you can retool your brain or rethink things. Okay, guys. Sometimes, you know, the Lord is going to still say, hey, you know what? You might have got this revelation, but I need you to wait. And you need to be okay with the waiting. See, this isn't going to be in a success book. (laughs) Because guess what? Every success author, every motivational speaker is going to say, charge the hill. You got to go after your goals. Don't let your foot up off the pedal. Get going. But that's not God's MO. God's already got it, guys. You can have peace. You can be at peace with what God's doing in your life. And know that you can rest in the finished works of Jesus and not be stressed out about trying to accomplish every single thing that's going on in your life. Yourself. So, guess what happened, guys? My wife, at the end of uh, the 21-day fast here that we just had in the beginning of um, January, at the end of that 21 days, she got a revelation of, hey, it's time to crank things back up. And she and I, together, oh, man, praise God. That's so good to say. Thank you, Lord. Together are back on board about the things our marketing business are, my job, our life, our, not that we weren't, but there was just some things that needed to happen, you know, in me and in Amy. And you know what, guys, because of what I got revelation with Paul, I am okay with the waiting. I'm okay with the waiting, guys. I hope you're okay with the waiting. I hope this helps you out. All right, because the Lord orders your steps. And, you know, if you're following the Lord, all right, yeah, you're going to question things and you're going to ask things. But, you know, if you go back to the source and always ask the Lord, hey, Lord, am I missing anything? Because I would ask that a lot of times over that 10 years. The Lord say, nope, you're exactly where you need to be. And I would always just trust it. And guess what? I always was. I knew I, I just had a peace. Peace became my umpire. And that's just how I rolled with it. And you know what? Praise God, I was okay with the waiting and God and His timing and His awesomeness. And I don't have time to go into all that right there. But because of that, I know for a fact that, you know, I'm good to go. I'm okay with the waiting. 
and I hope you can be as well, wherever you're at. Okay? So, Success as Community, I just want to share that uh, quick insight that I've gotten. Uh, be blessed. Know that you're blessed and highly favored. You're empowered. And the spirit of breakthroughs upon you. And guys, I'll catch you on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.